Master, Pastor, I've sinned. I need to confess my sin to you. Wait, what do we non-Catholics do with our sin? Do we confess it to the pastor, a priest, one another? What do we do with our sin? This is Considerate, where we're considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Considerate is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 474747 and we'll consider your questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit redemption.bible. I'm Aaron Orozco. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Consider It. As always, let's just start with uh, the question that was submitted right here. And and it's uh, a really interesting topic today. It says, on a practical level, how should a brother or sister in Christ confess sin to a fellow believer? Also, what is the purpose of this biblical act? Hmm. Yeah, so kind of a two-part question, uh, and really dealing with um, this commandment that we see in Scripture to confess our our sin, right? And it's a an interesting topic because I think we we've we've all kind of seen like that, you know, prototypical scene in the movie where some guy or gal is confessing his or her sin. To someone behind, you know, the yeah. wall or whatever in the confessional booth. Yeah, in that in that booth with uh, the cool like ornate lattice, you know, yeah, where you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. can kind of see someone's back there, and right? Then, you know, if it's real shady, then maybe they're even like doing a deal or something like that. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so I think this is a great um, a thing to, for us to dive in today and, and say, well, really, what is the Bible's design and purpose for us as Christians? to confess uh, our sin right 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 there and there is like this is a real thing like if you've been around you know christianity for any length of time you know like confessing our sin is like a real thing right part of the you know it's in line or even maybe synonymous with repentance and so um, repentance and faith or confession of our sin and our faith in christ being really the two cycle engine of the christian life of the gospel Um, but it's not only like our entry point into mm-hmm. uh, life with Christ, into walking in newness of life, it's really how we continue to live our life. Right. It is that initial act of the gospel, mm-hmm. of our response to uh, our understanding of the gravity of our sin and the uh, grace of Jesus, uh, but then it's also an ongoing act that we as believers are doing uh, really regularly as we should are battling be, yeah, against sure. it. Right? We should be. Right. You know? And now some are like, oh yeah, that's something I did. I confessed my sin, you know, when I was in sixth grade. Yeah. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what about all the sin that you've committed since then? Right. You know? And uh, what are we doing with that? And so I, I like this question because yeah. it shows that, you know, whoever's asking it is, you know, grieved by their sin. Right. And wanting to do something about it. And so sure. what do we? You know, we're not mm-hmm. Catholic, so we don't go to a priest as our mediator to mm-hmm. confess all of the you know sins both big and small right. to somebody else to kind of get it off our chest and then go about our daily life and so well how do we as people who want to obey the lord what do we do with this and so yeah and you you bring up a good point that i think 
you know, when we, we've all, you know, at, at the beginning of our, you know, maybe a walk with Christ, when we hear, you know, when we're in that process of, of being saved, um, and that's probably a, a whole topic for another another podcast uh, being saved. But like you know, in the beginning, you you know there's like ABCs of of getting saved, yeah. and you know that C, which is confessing your sins. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to to note that like y- you know to be saved, of course, we do have to confess our sins and acknowledge mm-hmm. that that we are sinful and we can't pay that. Uh, well, that the the price for our sin is death, right? And yeah. and and Christ on the cross pays that. Yeah. But now then, do we is like are we good now? You know, like right. we confess, like you said, we confessed our sin, so I don't confess my sin anymore. Right. Uh, even though obviously we're gonna continue on sinning, that's not the that's not what we're trying to do. We're striving to not sin, but obviously we do sin. Right. And so now, you know, what do we do? What do we do with that? What do we do yeah. with it? Right. What do we do with it? And so not only do, do we confess our sin, but we confess Jesus as Lord right. and, uh, and our allegiance and devotion to him as we continue to live a biblical, God-honoring, yeah. uh, growing, healthy life. Um, so I, I like this question. Like on a practical level, how do I do this? Right. You know, how does a brother in Christ confess his sin to For one another? Another. Um, and so I think it's helpful maybe to think about this in two different categories as we go forward. One, how do we do this if I've sinned directly against another brother or sister? Yeah. And then also we can kind of come around and maybe this is actually the nature of the question is what about like just our personal sin, right. not necessarily a sin or an offense against another brother or sister? Um and now confession, I think, is it plays out in both of those things. So uh, we've kind of covered this in other podcasts, but um, you know maybe you're well versed in these things. But let's just begin with okay. So I've offended a, a mm-hmm. brother in Christ, and so that's just for the sake of the situation here. Let's say I've uh, done something that really hurt you, Aaron. You know, yeah. I uh, I called your mom a bad name. <laughs> you know, I offended you and and did that. Um, you know. Which maybe could happen now. Um, Aaron's mom, if you're listening to this, I would never speak poorly of you. You are a very nice, sweet, uh, godly woman. Yeah, uh, but sure. let's just say that I've done that, and that's hurt you, and that was mm-hmm. that was offensive. And so, how would I confess that? Well, confession is owning my sin, right? Coming to you and saying, "Brother, uh, my words were wrong." Mm-hmm. I have no excuse for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I own them, and I need. I repent, and I seek your forgiveness. Right? Um, would you please forgive me? Mm-hmm. You know, and then as God's working in your heart, your response would be, oh, "Yes, of course, I forgive you." And that then agreement of not holding a debt against somebody, but me confessing my sin is much different than an apology. Right? An apology is actually a defense of our actions, for sure. Um, and to say, you know, I called your mom a bad name, but you did this that provoked it in me. Right. No, 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 no. Yeah. You justify, you give reasons, maybe yeah. you're having a bad day. Right, yeah. Right, or yeah, yeah maybe it's so. that, but I just didn't get any sleep, and, you know, yeah. and, you know, my kids were up all night, or, you know, I hadn't had my first cup of coffee yet, and so there's just like a defense of these things where, no, no, true, genuine repentance and confessing our sin is owning it and saying there's no excuse for Mm -hmm. me to do that and i recognize i bear the burden of responsibility for my words that hurt you and that's very different for sure um even and and i think there's a place for that we have to do that even if the other person maybe provoked it right 
Right. But that still does not give us an excuse for ourselves to be sinful. Mm-hmm. You may have called my mom a bad name, <laughs> and I therefore I responded back. But that still does not give me the uh, the right to you know sin against you as well. Yeah. And so as I'm confessing that, I am bearing the burden of that responsibility uh, because I know that I have played a part. I have done something that has hurt you, mm-hmm. that has broken this relationship, and I want to have reconciliation. So when we ask what's the purpose of it, well, in this scenario, it's to reconcile a right. brother or sister. Yeah. You know, it's kind it's, of res- Restoring that relationship yeah, yeah. back to where it was and hopefully even better to and where it was. Better. Amen. Yeah. Right. It's to maintain or to regain unity right. among brothers. That's really the purpose of that. Mm-hmm. And so that's how that kind of plays out. There's, you know, I'm confessing, I'm owning it. And then the other person um, also saying, yes, I forgive you, which is saying, I'm not going to hold this against you. Yeah. I'm not going to bring this up uh, i'm not going to tell others about it mm-hmm. like yeah i release you of the obligation of debt that this offense uh, caused um here sure. and and they're really the big thing is ownership right ownership yep. of of just your sin that you committed against uh someone yeah. Um, and I think it's super, it's, it's human nature to want to defend, to justify, to, to explain, right. To explain yeah. what happened, the situation. But when you're confessing and when you're seeking repentance, true repentance with someone in reconciliation, uh, there's not room, there's no room for that. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, Hey, I, I sinned against you. Right. Um, that is on me and, and I want you to uh, i'm asking for forgiveness recognizing that i'm i'm in the wrong right and the confession and the owning of the responsibility of that is you know to say it a different way it's owning the consequences also because even in in asking for and receiving forgiveness that doesn't necessarily negate any sort of consequences that may come Mm -hmm. from what i've done Mm -hmm. you know you you know like an extreme case you may murder somebody and the family of the murdered one may forgive you yeah but you still are going to go to jail for, for a long sure. time. Right. You still need right. to bear the consequences for this sin. Yeah. You know, and as we think about the gospel of our salvation, it's the same is true. We can be forgiven by God, mm-hmm. you know, for our sin. Um, and yet there still may be consequences that we have to deal with in right. our life. Now, in a salvific sense, that's the beauty of and just really the outlandish nature of God's grace is that Christ took the consequences. For sure. Our sin uh, offended God and required our death. And Christ died on our behalf so we wouldn't have to. Right. He stood in our place and he bore the wrath. He took the consequences that we deserved for that. And that's 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 really just baffling when you think about the nature of grace. And that really sure. then is also a motivator for us to continue to live a godly life because it's like my sin is what put Christ on the cross. Right. And uh, and yet when we come to Christ it is an ownership of our Sin, yeah, the consequences that this that that this resulted in, for sure. And Christ says, "Well, actually, I'll take that." Mm. Um, and we know that He already did uh, on the cross, and so it's 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 pretty awesome. It's pretty yeah, mind-blowing. And, and this you know confession, reconciliation, repentance. It's really it's really like this. It's a strain of the gospel, and it's it's a it's a gospel attitude of how you you go about this, right? Just recognizing uh, that real weight of sin and wanting wanting to make that right 
knowing yeah. that that Christ really did make that right on our account, right? He yeah. he he made our account. He balanced our account right. uh, of sin, and so we want to model that and and with our relationships, so they could be ultimately glorifying right. to God. Right. And and so we kind of talked about this, uh, you know sin confession situation where you know you sinned against me or i sinned against you um i think an uh a common thing i hear and a question i get a lot is well what about you know maybe these sins that are my personal sins you know kind of like the ones that i keep in in the cage that i people don't know about that aren't necessarily uh, directly affecting someone yeah. i know they're wrong yeah uh is there a, a biblical precedent and is, is it necessary and what good does it do to confess those and, and should I right. confess those? Right. Right. We're getting to heart issues here, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. Because you're right, there are, there are two kind of streams here, sin against one another, but mm-hmm. then our own personal sin. And, um, you know, Matthew 18, I think would be a great passage of scripture to talk about, you know, okay, the, the sin against others. Yeah. Um, and to even see Jesus' parable there. But James 5 comes to mind when we're thinking about our own personal sin and, and the command, James mm-hmm. five sixteen, where he says, therefore, confess your sin to one another, yeah. uh, pray for one another mm-hmm. that you may be healed. That's actually what's interesting is the first half of that that verse where it's the the prayers of a righteous man uh, availeth much you know yeah. the King James or uh, accomplish much you know the powerful effective fervent prayer sure. there's all kinds of translations because it's kind of weird but everyone mm-hmm. quotes that part of it but the a portion of that <laughs> of that verse is confess your sin to one another for pray sure. for one another yeah. that you might be healed hmm. and and that may I think that probably you know there's application for that in uh, you know in this horizontal sin and when yeah. I've sinned against someone one other what what's being healed in that is our relationship for sure uh, we're being reconciled but uh, but we should also like be confessing these personal sins these heart issues mm-hmm. you know when we think of like you know the sins of looking at pornography or lust or um getting drunk yeah you know even if my drunk in my drunkenness which often leads to other sins you know that we take out on other people but maybe i'm just like at home or sins of like despair or anger mm-hmm. or bitterness those those heart issues that maybe nobody else really sees right um and yet they have a big effect on us. And so yeah. what do we how do we do that? What do we do there? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and really it's I think we're we're mandated to do this because it's it's our own, it's God's grace uh, for us to to be, you know, continually sanctified within the church, right? right? Confession is kind of really the first uh, it's the first step to your lifeline in not letting sin rampant in your life. Right. Right. Because if you were just sinning in your own life and and not bringing your brothers and sisters in Christ in, uh, letting them know, yeah. um, you're you're just quietly in the dark letting sin fester. And as yeah. you let sin rampant in your life, your heart literally becomes uh, calloused. To it, and you can you can find yourself somewhere that you probably never thought you would be, yeah. and and the reason you got there is because you let this unchecked sin kind of do its damage, right? right? right. And what confession uh, does a great job of it's it's you're bringing in uh, 
you know, your brothers and sisters, you're letting the church um, really walk alongside you, right, and bear those burdens uh, with you and and help you, you know, for, for like the stubborn, they need admonishment, you know, yeah. for the weak, they need encouragement right. um, and, and that that kind of thing. And But confession is really the door that opens, uh, confession opens that door, right? Right, for healing, right. you know, you used a great term that there of how our sin just kind of festers, Yeah, you know, so... Um, it is left unchecked. This mm-hmm. is the type of healing that James talks about. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is in the context just before it, he's talking about if you know, praying for the sick, you know, yeah. and if he's committed sins, he'll be forgiven. And and we can't ignore the spiritual, physical connection that mm-hmm. we have as people. Right. And it's hidden sin in our heart manifests itself. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to say every time you know you're sick <laughs> or you know that. Every like depressed person or something like that has unconfessed sin in their mm-hmm. heart and all those things. Like, um, you know, we can't just make like black and white one to one correlations. For sure. But in the same sense, we also can't ignore the connection that we have. You know, in Psalm 32, um, uh, David is talking. He says, um, he, "He says, blessed is the one whose transi- transgression rather is forgiven, whose sin is covered." Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. He says this in verse 3, For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away Mm. through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. Yeah. And so that you get that kind of like that wasting away or festering kind of nature of sin when we keep it covered. But, it, but then he goes on, he says, but I acknowledged my sin to you and I did not cover my iniquity. Mm. And I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Yeah. And so when those, those uh, you know, kind of heart sins just kind of are festering here, um, it is great for us to confess it, one, to the Lord but also to brothers and sisters. Right. And so think of it like, you know, going back to James 5, like a triangle, you know, here I am, you're across from me, I confess my sin to you, and then what's the next command? Pray for one another, so there it goes up Mm -hmm. to the Lord, and then you will be healed. So I'm confessing to you, you are praying up, God is healing me then. And so God uses the means of our prayers, the accountability that confession brings to give us the healing that we need both, you know, spiritually and then even physically if there are, you know, physical manifestations of the hidden or unconfessed sin, the agitation that comes, right. the, 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 uh, uh, the despair that can come, the anger that comes, the, the lack of self-control and discipline mm-hmm. that can come just because sin is being allowed just to run rampant uh, in our lives. And there's this, and, and there's this interesting thing that, that you know when when we are saved when the spirit uh, comes into us and gives us uh, a new heart and a new mind uh we're aware of sin mm-hmm. right we're yeah. aware of sin in a way that an unbeliever someone without a regenerated heart uh and mind don't you know understand or see the sin and like you were just reading in that in that psalm david is is really saying like i'm aware of the sin and it's yeah. and it's causing it's it's just uncomfortable in me you right. know what i mean and 
like I said earlier, confession is that grace that God has given us to to like pull us out of that, to right. not just sit in that and and feel that that tension inside of you where like right. you want to be living uh in a holy godly god honoring way right. and yet your flesh is is kind of winning in the sin battle that for a christian that should be like right. it's tearing you on the inside right? And, right and what's what confession is plays a part in is is bringing someone in into that and yeah. not only that but like you're saying confessing to the lord and and praying to him that yeah. that, that would be healed right. and be healed mm-hmm. and so what you're you're talking about in that tension or the the you know the anxiety that's mm-hmm. within us the bible will call that conviction yeah it's the conviction of the holy spirit right. and that's for our good yeah, absolutely like it's our, it's our conscience mm-hmm. it's what god has given us yeah. as like our alarm bells to know what's right and what's mm-hmm. wrong and so we can't just deny that you know right. kind of uh, our modern thinking would say you know we'll put that aside yeah. you know don't let any negative vibes <laughs> around you know or don't let yeah. anybody you know any negative person or somebody who's going to tell you not to do something like we you don't want that stuff no no that's like suppressing the work of the holy spirit in your heart yeah. and that's a scary place right. to be because that is actually for our good. Mm-hmm. And so when you feel that kind of that that tension, that anxiety, the the you know the 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 um I don't know the wariness yeah, the that can the, the, you know there's there's a good way now there's right. a bad way of uh, of feeling that too that can go too far and um and and it can become sinful even in in our feelings of panic and anxiety and fear and despair mm-hmm. all that we're getting down a rabbit hole, but it's a, uh, but it's a good thing to experience the conviction of the Lord because that is what is wooing us back right. to the Lord, mm-hmm. and and it's a scary place to be when we are quenching the Holy Spirit or yeah. grieving the Holy Spirit by ignoring or suppressing His voice in our life um and so we don't want to we we we, we don't want yeah. to go down that road your, your heart's just right. getting seared to to that sin yeah. right? And, right and you become less less convicted less right. aware of it less bothered by sin right. and and again confession is really that that tool that kind of right. like that ramp off of it like right. get get yourself out of there right. Right. by confessing and and you know you know kind of in this in this uh, idea of confessing this is why mutual ministry in Amen. small groups is such a, a great um gift uh, to the church from right. god because this is the the place where these little you know fires yeah. don't set the whole house on fire you know right. uh, of your life right uh, you have a little fire right. and you know if you if something went on fire in your home and you just did not address it you know, you just let it be. Obviously, before right. you know it, your house is on fire. But right. naturally, what everyone would do as you see a fire, your first instinct is to extinguish it, figure out how to put it out. Right. Uh, and really, with con- that's what confession is. Uh, when you are, are having those um, hard, you know, sins, right. uh, the different ones that we've talked about, mutual ministry is a great place to invite that, that counsel, to invite right. that, you know, the Holy Spirit, working through others yeah. uh, to come alongside you and help you put those 
put those fires out before right. they become right. right. Massive. If you think of our sin like a, a match, mm-hmm. you know, confession is the breath that can blow a match out. Yeah. But if we just suppress it, that's like just dropping the match down on the dry grass mm-hmm. of our heart, and now all of a sudden we've just got an inferno on our hands. Right. And so we don't want to just suppress it, but through confessing, mm-hmm. we can put out a a match a lot easier than a house fire. Right. Yeah. And uh, and does a whole lot less damage. You right. Know? You might burn your fingers by pinching the thing versus losing the whole house. Right. Um, and it's really the the first uh, like it's the first uh, line of attack. Oh, it's the first line of defense for soul care. Right. It's right. it's where you get that first uh, care where you know we can stop these these house fires from getting to that point right 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 totally and so um so then confession is the way that we do that yeah that's how we we confess we don't suppress and uh, and god has given us the 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 grace of an uncommon community in which mm-hmm. to do that and so uh, you know th- when we say confess our sin to one another the idea here is not just to like walk up to some random person <laughs> and say hey i've been really struggling with anger today you know will you pray for me so i can be healed I mean, I guess you could do that. It might be a little weird, but the the idea is that you're living in community, right. you know, um, that you are even, you know, like the context there is calling on the elders to pray for you. And so yeah. maybe it is a spiritual leader, an elder in, um, in your life, or it's a brother or sister um, in that mutual accountable relationship. And so, you know, we'll have to get up on a Sunday morning and confess our sin. You know, like, I got angry this week, <laughs> you know, pray for me now. Yeah. But in that, especially in the personal nature of it, here's a brother or sister that you trust that is in your life. Now that's going to pray for you and going to follow up with you right. and going to walk with you in the days ahead to mm-hmm. help you as you struggle with this, you know, personal sin or this thing or something in the, in your marriage or right. you know, whatever it might be. Um, but that's really the idea that these things are lived out among one another. You right. know, among it's one of the one another's of Scripture, which uh, is lived out in the body of Christ, and so that's what we. Dude, you don't need a professional Christian. Um, you don't need the clergy as a mediator. Mm-hmm. Just another brother or sister that you knows you, loves you, will walk with you, that you can confess these things and then pray for you that you might be healed. Right, and and, and it takes a uh, it takes humility, right? Knowing oh, totally. that that you know no one of us at the church uh, have it together. You know what I mean? None, none of us, none of us are above sin. So you're not, That's you know, uh, you are not coming as this, you know, kind of outcast person who's dealing with this sin. Uh, the truth is that whatever that sin is, someone is also struggling with that sin, right? Yeah. Uh, and so you should come, um, I think, appropriately. Uh, burdened by yeah. that sin because sin does grieve God and so it should grieve us appropriately yeah. but then knowing that that he does take them and yeah. he does take them from us and through this uh, accountability that God has has given us uh, we can we can continue to fight that battle of sin That's right. right and so not not coming you know so ashamed that we don't want to share our sin. I think that's that's a, a tool of the enemy to to make us so totally. ashamed of our sin to say I'm not you know I oh no I can't I can't confess this because if if so and so knew this you know they're gonna look at me differently. Right. Well, that that's really you're just now letting that sin uh, stay in the dark and and right. you and know. that's where sin festers is exactly. in the dark. Right? Confession right. is just shining a light on things. Yeah, and 
why not uh, shine a light on it early yeah know, before it gets out of control and there's no sin that the, the crust does not cover right right so we mm-hmm. don't have to come uh you know we don't have to come not you know thinking that that our sin is too big right. that the sin it can't be you know undone or covered again like you said earlier are there going to be real consequences and ramifications absolutely for sure, sure. but but the cross has 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 taken care of that has taken care of our sin and we're just called to to shine a light on it All right Amen. Amen. So what's the purpose of it? You know, I think we've laid out how we do it, but what's the purpose of, uh, of confessing? It's well, so that we are healed, right? You know, both so we can grow Mm -hmm. in it spiritually, you know, as Isaiah 58 or 59, one of those two uh, says that our sin causes a separation between us and God. Mm -hmm. And so if there's unconfessed sin, yeah, we are separated from God and confession is what bridges that mm-hmm. is what uh, what gets us what reconnects yeah. uh, the separation and so there's the spiritual healing and then there's also is a physical component i'd say right. that uh, if you know f- the angst and things that we're feeling now we can live at peace knowing that we are walking uh, freely within the grace of god and that's a glorious place right. to be it's, it's a sanctification tool right it keeps Amen. us on that track of, of of looking more and more like jesus mm-hmm. uh, fighting sin amen amen and that's what we're all in this together so may we be a confessional people mm. well Thanks for tuning in to Consider It, a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas, where we are taking on questions regarding life, theology, and the church. If you'd like to submit a question, text the word redemption and your question to 474747. If you'd like to learn more about our church, visit us at redemption.bible. We thank you for your support in listening, and we hope you'll join us next week.